DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Hannah Goldie, what's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm excited. We finally got you on here. Thank you so much for your time. I know. So sorry. I've been a pain in the ASS about uh, getting on here. Hey, you're a busy gal. I understand. So for those who may not know of you or about you, um, you recently won Dana White's Contender Series a few years ago. You've been in the UFC since then. You just, you're coming off your first win in the UFC. Um, tell me about Hannah before you get into MMA. Like, how did you get into this fighting lifestyle? And, you know, as a kid growing up and, you know, how did you come to be? Um, it's funny because this is a question that I get asked a lot. And I was never in a fight before I started training. Like, I was not one of those. Okay, I lied. I did get into <laughs> one drunken bar fight, but it was like, I was defending my friend and like, I was really drunk and I don't remember it. So I basically just like pretend it didn't happen. Um, besides that, no, like I, I hated confrontation. Like I was always, you know, like, I feel like I was a super sweet. I grew up in a super small town in Vermont and yeah, it just, it wasn't really a thing there. Like I live in Orlando now and all of my friends that grew up here, it's kind of like a norm for them. Like they, you know, grew up and like they were in fights all the time. And I'm like, really, that's like a, that's a normal thing here for kids. Um, but I ended up going to like an underground Muay Thai fight when I lived in New York city, when I was like 20 years old. And I was like, damn, like, this is super badass. The co-main event was actually two girls close to my size. And I was just like in awe. I was like, this is crazy. I've never seen, I had never seen anything like it. Like, like MMA is not a thing or was not a thing in Vermont. Like when I was growing up, it like, it might as well not have even existed. Um, so I was just like, this is nuts. Like what is happening right now? This is so badass. And then, you know, I do believe that like the universe has a way of like making things work out the way that they're supposed to. And I ended up meeting somebody who owned a gym like a couple weeks later. And, um, I started going in there and training and I was terrible, but I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, then I moved down to Florida like a year later. And again, like I ended up going into like a UFC gym in Clearwater and the Muay Thai coach there kind of like took me under his wing and I was broke as fuck, like couldn't afford a gym membership. He was like, listen, just come in and work hard. And, you know, um, it just blossomed from there. Like I, you know, I started just Muay Thai and kickboxing. And then at first I was like, I hate grappling. Like I'm never going to grab <laughs> And then I started grappling and I'm like, Oh, this is fun. You know, just, uh, transpired from there. And yeah, like I, I always say, I was just super blessed in the sense of like meeting the right people and just like always being able to work with such like high level athletes that were just willing to gift me their time and their knowledge. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. So you had, uh, you started in Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, how many bouts or fights did you have in that round before you transitioned to MMA? I think I probably had like five or six kickboxing fights, um, before I had my first MMA fight. And I will say like my first MMA fight, I held a guillotine for an amateurs. It's three minute rounds. So I swear to God, I held uh, like three <laughs> rounds. I swear for like eight minutes, like, and like, by the end, like I couldn't even throw a punch. I won, (laughs) but not necessarily the way that I would have liked to. Um, I did not know how to grapple at all. And it's funny because when I was an amateur, I guess, you know, obviously I got away with that now, like looking at the amateurs, like how far the sport has progressed. It's just crazy. You would not get away with that now, you know? 
But no. um, yeah, so I probably had five or six. And I only had four amateur MMA fights before I went pro too, which is another thing that, you know, if I could go back in time, I probably would have done that a bit different too. But again, the people that I, you know, was surrounded with had confidence in me and my abilities and kind of just pushed it along. So I'm grateful for the way that everything happened because it led me to where I am now. Yes. It's very different, the game now, because in, in you're just, you know, fortunate enough that you, you're in a, like you said, in a room full of talent and you're talented yourself by training with those type of people, you know, 12 years ago when we were fighting in the amateur circuit, it was like, there'd be eight or two, you fought eight or 10 amateur fights before you were even looked at to go pro, you know, and now the talent's so vast and, you know, massive from these kids training at 15 years old, you know, MMA, not just, you know, when, you know, when we started, it was just like, okay, you had a boxer, you had a wrestler, you had a jujitsu guy. No one knew everything, you know? Yeah, like those old school fights that you see where it's like straight up like yep. one person out and the other person like it's just nuts. Like yeah. I mean, obviously you still have that to some extent now, but like especially like at the UFC level, everyone's like like it's it's a hilarious question to me when someone's like, Oh, is your opponent good? And I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. every level's like, what are they good at? I'm like, they're good at everything. Like they're yeah. well rounded. Everybody at this level is fucking good. Everybody at this level is talented, athletic, hardworking, like well-rounded. It just, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, the sport, it's crazy. It's crazy the way that, you know, you see sports progress over the years. I, I witnessed it. My brother was a professional snowboarder growing up. And like, I remember watching his competitions and I remember when freaking like the night, like a 900, like I remember when I, I think it was, I feel like it was Ross powers. I can't remember. And I don't want to say it wrong, but like, I remember Ross powers was like, like the big guy when I was younger watching my brother come up. And I remember when a 900 was like the most badass trick ever. And now kids are like warming up doing like 1440s or whatever, you know, like yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you're like, what? Like, it's so amazing to see, but it's just crazy. Like, it sucks for us old people, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's well, it's like one of those things. Same thing with like skateboard and Tony Hawk, you know, that, that, that dude forever was the only person that could hit that you know, that spin and now these kids are doing it left and right. But I mean, it's, it's the vast, I guess it's just the internet. You know, we all have access to all this information to learn all these tricks and trades and all yeah. these people collectively could come together that are really good, you know? Yeah. It's nuts. It's, it's really cool to, to witness, you know, that's one of my favorite parts about this sport, especially is like being able to help the next generation and like see the next generation come up. Like, I have taken on, you know, more of like a coaching role in my gym for our females, you know, like our regional level, level pros and our upcoming amateurs. And like, I just, I love it so much. I love being able to work with them. And it honestly helps me so much. Like I've grown even in the past couple of months, you know, since my last fight, I'm just now kind of like getting back into the gym, like getting hard into camp. But, um, like up until, you know, the past few weeks, I was really in the gym drilling, doing technique, but coaching a lot. And it's amazing, like how much I've learned just by doing that, you know, by watching people and like having to really pay attention to like the, these little tiny details to like, make sure that they're doing it right. And it, it challenges me and makes me see, you know, all the small, tiny things, which at, at my level is what matters, you know, like those are the things that matter. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that. I completely agree. It's crazy. I've noticed that now doing commentary for, um, AKA fights, which is, you know, a smaller organization, similar, similar to uh fury or, um, LFA. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those organizations, but, um, 
and <laughs> commentating and actually seeing every single move in the fight, not being in the crowd or not being in just one corner, focusing on one per- opponent, but, you know, just seeing the entire fight and looking at every single motion of, you know, what these people are doing. It, it really, it really helps your fight IQ for sure. Oh, have to break stuff down. And like, I've always said too, like, it's one thing to understand a technique and be able to do it yourself, but it's another thing to be able to teach somebody else how to do it. Like, that's just like a different level of understanding. And once you get that, like, that's just a level up, you know, I, I just feel in that sense that I've really leveled up in the past couple months, you know, solely because of that. And I'm very thankful for that. Well, this last fight you fought at 125, am I correct? And, but normally you fight at 115. Yeah. That you took it short notice. Yeah, it was short notice. Um, and I, I couldn't make 115 in that time. I'm, I'm a big 115er. Um, so for me to make that weight, I need, I need a full camp for sure. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been what Julian, my coach is like, if we have something on short notice, we'll do 125. But if we have a full camp, we're going to stay at 115 for now. Well, you were fucking jacked at 125. I was like, damn. So I mean, like, that's what I was going to ask you is like, are are we staying at 115? Are you, you know, so, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Then you're staying there at 115. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like after only having to cut to 125, like <laughs> I loved it. Um, but I will like, my frame is small. Like I do carry a lot of muscle, but I do have a very small frame. So, um, I can see why, you know, why my coaches want me to fight at 115. I just cutting weight just fucking sucks all the time. Yeah. So, but you know, having, I have 11 and a half weeks until my fight. So, um, I've talked to my nutritionist and like everybody at the PI about just like dialing in like a bit quicker and just, you know, taking all the things that I did great from my last cut and, you know, doing them sooner and just staying on top of them more. And then the things that I didn't do as great, you know, tweaking those and changing those things. Um, so hopefully I have my best weight cut yet. Awesome. Well, I mean, and that's another thing that's been interesting. Um, you, when did you start in 2016, I believe for MMA? uh like pro or yeah pro, pro i'm pretty sure it was two th- i want to say 2015 i could okay. be wrong well, um, that's one thing that's changed too is involved is the weight cut like tr- process you know it, i feel like it's so much easier than it was we just have more knowledge you know we're more body aware you know especially at your level i'm not saying it's easy it's never fucking easy but like you know just being more body aware and knowing what weight class you're you know you're really tuned in for and how to load and unload and you know all those things obviously like that kind of goes both ways like I will say yes like I've learned so much about my body over the years and like like I said like I've learned what I've done well I've learned what doesn't work I've learned what works and like for me it's more so like what I get to a point where like I just don't have any more body fat to lose so I just have to make my body smaller which meaning thinning my muscle and you know doing stuff like that Um, but as you get older, your muscles do get more dense. So I've been like, like every time I like go to cut back down to 115, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to do it awesome this time. It's going to be perfect. And you know, (laughs) doesn't get easier. I will say that. Um, and it's funny because I have hypothyroidism, which is like technically the disease that makes you fat. Like Mm. that's what people, I say it's superpower. And I'm like, it doesn't make me fat. It just makes me gain muscle at at an accelerated rate. So if I didn't have to make weight, it would be amazing, you know, but when I have to make weight, I really have to be cautious of like, you know, the grams of protein that I'm eating per meal and just like all of that stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, 
it's not the most fun two and a half, three months, but it's definitely worth it. And it's, it is a really cool feeling just like seeing what my body can do. You know, like I do believe like I'm like a physical specimen and I, I enjoy pushing my body to those limits and just like reaching like my peak potential. Like I love, I love doing that. I love getting into camp. And like once, once I'm in camp and I'm going like, and my, like I'm on that path, it's easy to like stick to it. Just like the start is kind of like, Oh man, I really like eating cookies and drinking wine. And, like, <laughs> but, um, you know, they say it takes two weeks to create a habit. So usually the first two weeks are kind of rough, but after that, you know, I know what I have to do. It's my job to make weight. Like I've never missed weight and I'm not going to, you know, um, so it's just about doing it the right way. And like you said, you know, there's a science to it. And I said, like I said, I think this is going to be my best weight cut yet. Well, that's, it's, it's awesome to, to see you have that. Uh, when is that February 26th? Yep. Yeah. And what's your, I mean, what's your outlook on that so far? Um, just the fight in general yeah. or, uh, I mean, I'm very excited for it. I, uh, I, I know a lot of people that know Jen and like, I know she's been in the game for a long time and, you know, it's an honor to stand across the cage from her. Like I've been watching her forever and she's very well-rounded. I'm super excited to fight a Southpaw. I haven't fought a Southpaw in years. And I, for me, like, it's fun. It's exciting for me to go into the gym and like, start learning new stuff and yes. start working. You know, it's not like the same shit. I'm like, it's generally like orthodox, you know, like most of the time there's very few, way less Southpaws, right. Obviously than orthodox fighters. So it's almost like a new, it's, it's like fun for me. It's like a treat. I'm like a, a little puppy and I'm like, Oh yes, I get to do this. Like I get to learn new tricks. And, um, I'm excited for that. I'm just, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. And I think, you know, leading up to my last fight, I just made a lot of changes. Um, in like my mental game and like emotionally. And I think like my values just shifted and, you know, before my fight with Diana and even like every other fight that I've ever had before my fight uh, against Emily, I just, I just don't believe that my values were in the right place. And I think that that was really stunting me and like stunting me as a person, which stunted me as an athlete. And I think I've found a good balance now. And I just think that I'm, I'm doing really well mentally and emotionally. And I truly believe that if that is in line, then, you know, everything else kind of just falls into place. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's an awesome tangent to go on there. Before we go on that, I want to ask you. So you're talking about Southpaw versus, you know, your orthodox stance. Um, crazy. Like it's for people who don't know, you know, people who have listen to watching, which probably the vast majority of people who are not, you know, technically in tune with MMA or boxing or anything like that. It's super complicated. If you've never trained to get uh, trained against a Southpaw, you know, and your orthodox fighter, it's, it makes everything different. Like it's a, a complete mental switch. As soon as that person walk, you know, steps in there and fades this way towards you, you know, like move your leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh, fighting in golden gloves probably 15 years ago. And this kid was warming up right South orthodox. And I, I'd never fought a Southpaw fighter. And as soon as he stepped towards me, he shifted his stance to Southpaw and completely fucked me up. I lost that fight. <laughs> it is because I get that like in training, if I'm, if, if like I'm sparring and I'm, you know, just sparring all Orthodox fighters. And then like, I have to do a round with the Southpaw. I'm like, damn it. Like what's going on? Like, yeah. let me figure the yeah. fight. I feel like I don't even notice that shit. 
you know what I mean? Like it's more so just like, all right, like the goal is always like the goal is the same. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, it's like fucking avoid their power, do what I have to do and like impose my will. It doesn't matter which foot is standing. You know, like if you think too much into that shit, it just, yeah, it paralyze you. Well, you so you just, you just have to be prepared for it. And you know, you are, I mean, you're training, but you know, just for people who don't may not understand that, like it's a complete different, you know, it's just a different chess match at that point. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's great to drill all that stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. like make second nature and muscle memory. But at the end of the day, like you could, I, like I could be fighting somebody who I think is an Orthodox fighter and like, they could fucking come out and yeah. like be self like, you know, and I'm like, Oh, okay, shit. Well, now I got to figure this out. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see it too. We were talking about values and not being a line of stuff. Like I, I don't want to, you know, get into that too deep, but for, you know, people who may be facing those, you know, the, those obstacles, you know, currently, whatever, whatever their goal may be, um, what would be some, some perspective on that or something that you've went through, you know, in this past, you said this past year or whatever, you know, getting those in line and getting your, your balance in tune, what would be your advice on that? Yeah. You know, so values is something that I, I have never been like, I, I never, I guess I, I was just ignorant to like how that, how that could posit- positively affect my life. You know, like I never thought about it before. And I work with a sports psychologist now, Micah, love him to death. He's amazing. He's done so much for me. And, you know, like, I truly believe that like, we all have values. Right. And like at any point in time, like on the weeks that I have Odin, my values are different than on the weeks that I don't. Right. Because obviously when I have him, like one of my values is spending time with him and making sure that I'm, you know, I'm hitting my Odin value, but on the weeks that I don't have him, obviously he's still a value, but like my time management is different, you know, because I don't have to worry about picking him up from school, like making sure we do a fun activity when he gets home, like whatever. So I truly believe that you should sit down and figure out what it is that you value in your life. Right. So like for me, obviously Odin training, um, mental health, uh, sleep is a huge value for me. So like all these things that I care about nutrition, weight management, like I have, you know, I, I tend to write down like my top 10 and then kind of order them. Um, but I know that if every day I'm making decisions that are aligning with those values, then I'm going to be happier. Like I'm going to be more successful. I'm going to set myself up, you know, for success, like I'm, I'm going to be more successful. So I say it to like my best friend all the time. Like, she's like, should I get this cookie? Like we're on the phone. She's like, should I get this cookie? And I'm like, well, like what's important to you right now? Like is a value of yours to lose weight. If it is, then don't get the cookie because you're going to feel bad after you eat it. But if that's not a value for you right now, then get the cookie and eat it because after you eat it, you're not going to feel like shit because you don't care about that right now. But it's just like, what do you care about? Like, what do you value? So figure out what it is that you value. And then every single day, make a conscious effort to go towards those values. And I truly believe that if you live your life like that, then you are just going to be like, you're going to enjoy life so much more. You're going to be filled with so much more joy because you know, you're doing what you want to do. You're doing what's important to you. Um, yeah. So I, I love, I love values. I'm a huge advocate for values. Um, yeah, that's my spiel. <laughs> that's, no, it's a super cut and dry perspective and it's on, it's on the nose for real. I mean, um, I, I don't even know there's nothing even that I could even add to that. I think that's great. I mean, it completely makes sense and there's no, there's no gray area there, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yep. And I'm also, uh, uh, I keep saying enjoy because I try not to say happy because I, I believe that happiness 
and joy are two very different things. And I think that if you live your life, like seeking happiness, then you're actually probably going to be more unhappy. Um, Matthew McConaughey has this quote. He says, um, joy comes from us doing what we're fashioned to do. And I love that so much. Um, and I will say that like, I I've never experienced joy the way that I have, like, you know, the past six months, like I'm so grateful for my loss to Diana, because if I won that fight, I never would have done the emotional and mental work that I needed to do on myself and the personal development that I needed to do in order to like come to these realizations, um, to become a better person and to become a better mom and to become a better athlete, you know, and like, we're constantly growing and learning. And like I said, I'm so grateful for that loss because it just, it, it made me dive into that and, you know, see a lot of things about myself that I needed to work on and I needed to change, you know, as a person, but also as an athlete, like the way that I was approaching my camps and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I feel, I feel really good, uh, mentally, emotionally and, you know, getting back into shape now. So like that third, the physical piece is, you know, going to be there soon too. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. That's, that's a badass perspective too. I mean, the joy versus the happiness thing, super, you know, that's something that I've, looked at and talked about a lot lately. And then also like working in the flame and not in the wax. Like I've heard that scenario and it makes a lot of sense to me. Like we, we have to work on both sides of those things, but like if the more we're in the flame, the better we're, you know, more productive we are, the, the more joy we have, you know, and when we're in the wax, those things that you tend to just get mushy and gray and really don't pan out, you know? Well, it's, it's like, as humans, like we are naturally result driven beings. Right. So like if I win, I'm going to be happy. If I lose, not going to be happy. Right. So if we're just so focused on the result, we actually lose sight of like the journey. And if you're not enjoying the journey, then you already lost. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the process. Um, It's all about the fucking process. Like I love getting my ass kicked because I learned from it and it makes me fucking happy. If you win all the time, then what the hell do you have to gain? No, like you seek failure, you know? And like, other thing, like once I started, like, even I would, I was a psychopath, man. Like if I didn't go around in the gym, I would go home and be like, I suck. I should quit fighting. Like, this is not for me. And like, now I'm like, I, I look for those moments. Like Jillian came into the gym the other day and like, she's fucking on fire right now. She fucking laid on my ass for fucking three rounds. And I was like, God damn it. Like this sucks. But I'm so grateful for those moments because you know, now I can go back and, and like dive into what do I need to fix? What do I need to do? Like, what could I, what can I do better? Like all this stuff. So, um, yeah, like seeking failure and another Matthew McConaughey, I love Matthew McConaughey. Um, another, he says is fail early, fail often, fail forward. So I use that so much uh, before my fight with Emily, because, you know, like I, I was so scared to fail and not realizing that like, the most successful people ever have failed way more than they've succeeded. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you need to seek that. Like that's, that's where you grow. Like you're not having a bad day. You're having a character building day. Like when you start looking at things from a different perspective, like you, it it just changes everything. And um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm really grateful for, you know, all of the personal development that I've done over the past few months. It's, it's been great. It's really changed my life. Well, I mean, this is super impressive to be at the elite level and have that mentality because it's a great mentality to have at that elite level. You know, you're not worrying so much about the loss. You're worried about, you know, no matter what, I'm learning from this, you know, opportunity at that point, you know, so it's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
you talked about earlier, um, you know, coaching and, um, you know, helping people out who, you know, are growing up in the game. And um, it's funny because I had Taylor Starling on. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she um, bare knuckle. Okay. Um, well, I, it's been months, a few months ago, but um, one of, one of the things that stuck out to me, and I wanted to bring this up just because if she watches or listens, she'll know. Um, she said you're one of her idols. So I was like, well, when I get her on the show, I'll bring, uh, you know, I'll definitely let her know that, you know, because she's bad, you know. And what, what do you I think about her. the bare knuckle game? Um, oh, man. Uh, so actually, I had never seen a bare knuckle fight. Taylor, it's funny that she, she is so sweet. Um, she's the first bare, bare knuckle fight that I ever watched. And I remember I was sitting at my house and I was like, man, like, am I going to, I've never paid for a fight card before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I generally don't do that. Um, but I was like, I'm paying for this. Like, I want to see this shit. And she was the first fight that I watched. And up until that point, up until I saw that fight, I was like, maybe this is something that I could do. After I saw that fight, I was like, I'm good. I'm okay. I love watching it. I think she's a fucking badass. She's a savage. I think her and Britton Hart are fucking built for that sport. I truly think that. Um, and I love watching her. But for me personally, like I'm I'm good on that. Um, but it is it's it's awesome. It's awesome to watch. And like I said, like she's a fucking savage. So I love her to death. I, I'm hoping that she makes it out here to train soon too. I'm, I wanted to make it to her fight on Thursday. Um, I think is she, she's fighting Thursday, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I'm flying out to Vegas to see Jillian fight. So it was a, it was a rough one, but yeah, I'm super excited to watch her. I know she's going to do work. Well, I just had to bring that up. I was like, man, I'll definitely, when I get her on, I'll definitely, you know, uh, bring that up because she seemed so excited when I was just, you know, asking her her idols and fight, basically, um, she dropped her name. So I was like, well, I got to let her know that I'm sure you already do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, she, she's awesome. She's I'm like, I'm blushing. I can't believe she said that about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we got a massive card this weekend. I actually have, th um, three guys from here, um, that, you know, two that I've trained with growing up and actually Dustin too, a long time ago, but, um, we have, um, well, just for the main card, who do you have Dustin versus Oliveira? Oh man. I, just, I love Dustin so much. So like, I feel like, like whenever there's fights like that, I, I just always tend to go with like who my heart, who my heart wants to win. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like I, I do see Dustin, you know, being, being the stronger, bigger fighter in that fight. And I, I think that he's just improved so much, like even like he's always been so good, but I really just think like over the past few years, he's, he's just gotten even better, you know? And, and I do, I, I see him taking it. Yeah, I agree, but I have to, you know, <laughs> I can't help it. We have a uh, Matt danger Snell on that card from Louisiana and also Tony primetime Kelly. They'll be on that card. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with those guys, but, um, They'll be repping our state. Who do, who else do you have on that card that you're interested to see? Um, obviously, Jillian. Definitely yeah. have her. Um, I, I have Amanda, for sure. Um, she's just a fucking savage. Like, I just, I, I don't see anybody beating her. No. Um, <laughs> she's a mutant. Yeah. She's, she's a specimen, for sure. Um, who else is on the card? Who's Sh Sean O'Malley? Who's Sean O'Malley fighting? Sean O'Malley. Oh, you're killing me. I don't have anything to look at right now. Um, but I definitely always pick him. <laughs> I'm gonna are you going to, you going to Joe Rogan it right now for us? Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> Who's on this card? All right. Let's see. So yeah. Oliver Poirier, Nunez Pena. 
Oh, Jeff Neal Ponzinibbio. That's going to be a yeah. fucking good. Yes. And oh, that's going to be a good fight. I don't. I mean, I'm going to go with Neil. Okay. Um, he's like I, I I like I like both of them a lot. I think I think that's going to be that's fight of the night potential for sure. Uh, I mean, there's so many fight of the night potentials on it's this a card. Stack card. I haven't seen the card this stacked in a long time. I really haven't. Like after Jillian and I finished training the other night, I was like, yeah, fucking 50 K this weekend. She's like, have you seen the card? <laughs> She's like, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Cody Garbrandt. Yes. I have him. Uh, Sean O'Malley's fighting Raleigh and Paiva. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not familiar it. with that dude. Uh, that's the main card. Let's see if we can find the undercard. I feel like even the undercard is probably stacked. It is. Let's see. I don't know why my computer's not loading. Well, oh, here we go. on this pause, Stop. you guys aren't familiar with it. We're talking about this weekend. That would be UFC 259, I believe, um, December 11th. Josh Emmett, Dan, and uh, I've got Emmett. I love Josh Emmett. The first, actually, the first time I ever saw him fight, I was at the event that he was fighting at, and he walked out to. What did he walk out to? I I think it was Revolution. It was either Revolution. I feel like it was Revolution. And I love Revolution. And so he he won my heart then. Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz. That's a good one, too. I like both of them. I met Pedro um, in Sweden. I met him and his wife there. That was right before he actually moved down south to Coconut Creek. And he was so nice. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his, but I'm also a huge fan of Dominic Cruz. That's going to be a great fight. Um, let's yeah, see. Dom Cruz, I'm still always impressed with his uh, leg work. It's just insane. <laughs> there's, there's nobody like him. Oh, Miranda yeah. Maverick. That is a very interesting fight to me. Um, I'm very for that. I like both of them a lot. I think that's going to, that's, I mean, that could be fight of the night too. I think that's going to be a great fight. Uh, man. Yeah. This card is just stacked. Ryan Hall, Randy, Randy Costa fought on a, I fought on a card with him. Uh, I can't remember if it was better fight before that, but he's awesome, man. Yeah. There's just, there's going to be just so many good fights. Yeah, it's, it's, a just, huge, it's a huge card. Do you know, normally you have like a big card with two, two big, you know, come in in the main, and then you have decent prelims leaned up to that. But these early prelims are amazing. The prelims are amazing. The main card stacked. And I misspoke earlier. I said 259. I meant to say 269. Um, but December 11th, that's what we have coming up. But, um, you know, not to bore some of these people who may not be interested in you, the UFC. <laughs> um, what else is going on in your life besides, you know, of course, your uh, the, the you know mom life and fight training. Of course, what else do you have coming up or going on behind the scenes or stuff that you may not have talked about lately? Um, so I'm actually trying to dive into like a bit of a new world right now, and I haven't you know, been too vocal about it yet because I'm still in the very beginning stages of it, but I'm definitely, I've been taking some acting lessons okay. and I am, you know, slowly trying to kind of get into, uh, the acting scene. So hopefully you guys will be hearing more about that soon. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. It's, it's been a long time since I, you know, like obviously 
with fighting. I've been doing it for so long. Like there's things that I don't know and I'm constantly learning and growing every single day, but I do it every day, you know? So it's like people that say like, I can't believe you do that for your job. I'm like, I can't believe you do that for your job. Like I, like I couldn't be a lawyer. I couldn't be a doctor. I couldn't be a firefighter. You know what I mean? Like it's like, I'm comfortable fighting because that's what I do every day. Like, but for me, acting is something completely new and it has just like completely taken me out of my comfort zone. And I love that though. You know, this, it's just going along so well with like all this personal development that I've been, you know, doing and talking about. It's like, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I, I just love that I'm able to dive into like this new adventure and learn and grow and, you know, become more confident in myself and just, you know, hopefully have more opportunities to provide the life that I want to provide for my son and for myself. So yeah, I'm very excited and grateful for that as well. Hell yeah. That's, I mean, that's exciting news. Where, where did this come from? Like, uh, did you had a passion for, you know, acting or is this something that kind of just came out of nowhere? Um, I think that after my last win, a lot of people kind of like, I think my following just increased a bit and I just, I, I caught the attention of some people, um, that, you know, saw potential in me and it kind of just went on from there. I can't say too much about it cause it's right. still kind of, um, but yeah, no, it, it's obviously such an amazing thing. And of course, like uh, being a professional athlete, right. So like our window, uh, is, is only so long, you know what I mean? Like I don't, and, and already being a mom, like I don't want to fight until I'm 45. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. I want to do as much as I can in the time that I have, but like when it's time to be done, it's time to be done, you know? And like, I'm not ignorant to the fact that like, we need to figure out ways to make money other than just fighting, you know? And like, I, I'm a very marketable person and I, I try to take that to my advantage and I'm really just trying to do as many things as I can and just grow as much as I can and just open as many doors and seize every opportunity and, you know, do the shit that scares me, do the shit that I never thought I could do. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm very excited for this adventure. <coughs> Well, I respect that because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of athletes and, you know, especially fighters who are just living in the moment and not preparing for, you know, after that, you know, because no matter how great you are, the, like you said earlier, it's a short window because it's, it's grueling on your body and there's always that new person coming up trying to kill you. You know what I mean? So um, that's, it's always respect. You know, I'm always, I always respect that. And, you know, athletes, whenever you're, you're doing other things besides just that, you know, all the while still doing great at that too. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I just, I, I feel very, very blessed. You know, I, I, I really just can't say that enough. Like, I'm just so grateful for, you know, all of the opportunities that I I have and that I've had. And I, I really do feel like it's because I opened myself up to, you know, like receiving positive energy and like, I'm not like a spiritual person and I've never been like an energy person. I like, I've always been like about vibes, like, like, if, if I can vibe with you or whatever, but like more so than ever lately, I've just been so much about like, I can like feel like people's energy. And I, I noticed a lot of negative energy in my own life. And I had to kind of separate myself from that and, um, open myself up to more positive energy. And since I've done that, like opportunities have just been like fucking like slapping me in the face, you know what I mean? And I, again, like, I can't say enough, like how grateful I am for like, 
that loss, like my loss to Diana, literally like it broke me. Like I was about to, I was like done fighting. Like I literally told, I, I wasn't in the gym for six, like I think four, four to six weeks or something. Yeah. And then my man like gave me the short notice opportunity. And I was like, honestly, dude, like, I think I'm done. Like, I don't think I'm going to fight anymore. Like, I think I'm just over it. And then of course, then I like hung up with him and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll just do one more. <laughs> and, you know, then I, that's when I started meeting with my sports psychologist more and really had to just like dive into, you know, like, like failure doesn't define us. You know what I mean? And I had to just change my whole perspective. And like, I, I've said this before, like, I truly believe that even if I didn't train one day, I had a three week camp, I think before I fought Emily. And I truly believe that even if I did not train one day for that fight, the outcome still would have been the same because of all of the work and the gains that I made mentally and emotionally. Um, I don't think obviously like I'm an athlete and I'm always in decent shape or whatever, but like, I truly, I truly believe that that win was because of what I had going on inside of me, you know? Um, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like to just, I mean, I'll say that all the time is it's like, you know, you do good shit, good shit happens. You do bad shit, bad shit happens. And if you, are surrounded by people who are always bitching and complaining or never have any. And I hate to use the word goals and whiteboard, everything and all that shit, but just the, living in the, you know, that cesspool of dark bullshit over and over again, every day, it weighs on you. And then if you can eliminate that and, you know, bring people in who actually are grinding themselves, no matter what, you know, style of life they have, but they're just grinding in the moment and they're, they're positive energy, positive, you know, all around, it makes a hell of a difference. It does. And also just like, I I said this a lot too. It's like, I truly feel like in order to experience true joy, you have to be able to experience true pain. And that was something that I struggled with a lot was like emotionally and like in my, in like training and in fighting, like I, I just wouldn't like let go. So like I had a lot of key phrases before my last fight and let it go was like my top phrase, just like, let it go. Like let that shit go. Like everything and I cried more than I've ever cried before my last fight. Like I remember I had a, I had an appointment with my sports psychologist at PI the day before my fight and I was fucking crying. And I'm like, I think this is good. Like, I think it's good. And, um, but you know, like I was just like letting myself feel and like not trying to control everything. And I think that's one of the main things too, is like, we, we try to control so much of like what's going on in our lives and like, we really don't have control. The only thing that we can control is ourselves and like our, our reactions and our actions. And, you know, once you kind of let go of all the other stuff, it just, life gets a lot better, a lot, a lot easier. You can't, you, know, you can't like, stress on shit. You can't control. There's nothing you could do about it. Why, you know, you know, but we, uh, so many of us are guilty of it though. You know what I mean? Sure. And like, like, camps prior like I would be a psychopath and I'd be training like four times a day and like if I wouldn't get to like one of my workouts I'd be like I'm gonna lose my fight because I didn't get to this workout you know and like now it's like it gives me anxiety even thinking about the fact that I used to think like that yeah like what's wrong like what was wrong with me like I was just like stressing myself out so much and now I'm like it like I can only do what I can do And if I get to it, then that's amazing. And if I don't, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like if I, like if say tonight, for instance, like I'm supposed to do, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of cardio. And if I don't get to it tonight, like 
instead of being like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to that tonight. Now I'm not going to be in shape. Now I'm going to fucking lose my fight or blah, blah, blah. Instead of thinking that way, I'm going to say, hey, like I didn't get to that tonight, but think about how much more energy I'm going to have for my morning session tomorrow because, you know, I'm rested. I got a good night's sleep. I didn't stress myself out about trying to get to the gym tonight and then not getting to bed, not getting good sleep. And like, you know, not only having like a half-ass session tonight, but also like not having a good session tomorrow morning. Like it's just all about perspective and like the way that you think about things and just like also being kind to yourself. Like I used to be so mean to myself. And like, like I said, I'm so grateful for that loss because I am not the same person now that I was six months ago. And I like who I am now way better than who I was six months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for a reason and yeah like being like being kind to yourself too i think is just that's a huge value for me too it's just like reminding myself like in moments of you know failure or weakness or whatever it is like it's okay you know it's also a learning experience and like i know how that made me feel and now moving forward i can you know make a better decision next time but i'm not going to sit and harp on the fact that like i maybe i didn't make the best choice that time you know yeah um so. Well, it's a milestone too for you to actually talk about these things. You know what I mean? For oh. most people, it really is. Yeah, and that's something that I talk to Mike about all the time. Like, I'll like on my story. If if you guys follow me on Instagram, like I I tend to post a lot of stuff like that now. Like I used to be terrified of even taking videos of myself. Like I would see, if, I would like try to take a video, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, my voice is terrible. I'm so self conscious. Like this is the worst. And, um, so I told myself, I was like, I'm just going to start doing it more. Like I'm going to force myself to do it and I'm going to get comfortable doing it. And now, like, honestly, if I have one of those moments, like one of those learning moments, like I I had one the other day, um, one of my best friends, Marina, she is an amazing athlete. She's a professional wrestler. And she also is like a black belt in judo. Um, she was showing me some techniques after class and one, like I'm not in shape. I wasn't in shape. You know what I mean? So already I'm like, and she's like, let me show you this thing that I think is going to work really well for you. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. So she starts like showing it to me and I wasn't good at it. Obviously, like literally we went over it for two minutes. She showed it to me and like, I wasn't getting it right away. So I was like, this isn't going to work for me. And like, I totally like dismissed it. And then afterwards, like, I was walking my car and I was like, what the fuck? I'm such an asshole. Like she was like sharing something with me. She was like giving me her time and like giving me her knowledge and like specifically thought about something that she thought was going to be good for me. And because I wasn't good at it, it's like my defense mechanism to just be like, Oh no, like this isn't going to work. Like, thanks. Thanks. But no, thanks. Like, you know, whatever. So I texted her and I apologized and I was like, man, like, I'm so sorry. I'm such a fucking asshole. Like, I feel like shit. I know that made you feel like shit. I'm so fucking sorry. And then like that, like, she was like, it's fine, dude. Like the reason that I love you is because like, you're saying this right now, you know, like it's okay. And then I was like, no, it's not, it's not enough. So I literally went on my Instagram, like made like a whole, like, it was like a four minute video, just like explaining like what I did. And like, obviously I felt like shit about it, but then I was like, okay, now like that I've apologized and I've like, assessed the situation now instead of like harping on it and like continuing to feel like shit about it now i'm just gonna say hey the next time i'm in a situation like that i'm gonna take i'm gonna dedicate 30 minutes and be like hey can you drill this with me for 30 minutes until i get it like instead of you know what i mean so like it happens i i didn't make the right decision in the moment i realized it i apologize and now moving forward i have the information to make a better decision next time so like it's kind of like just hitting all those points and then still like being able to be kind enough to yourself to like forgive yourself and be like it's okay that you made this mistake just 
you know, now, now, you know, for next time, like, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want my friends to feel like that. And, you know, um, yeah. So I enjoy sharing like what I've learned and like what works for me with other people, you know, for what works for me may not always work for somebody else, but at least I can, you know, share the knowledge and, if it makes me feel good, maybe it'll make somebody else feel good. Yeah. Because I mean, that application could go anywhere, you know what I mean? And, and just being open-minded to do something, like you said, just a new technique. Now that you went through all that next time that situation happens, not no matter if it's with her or someone else, you'll actually take the time to try it out. And if it does work later, great. If not, yeah, well, gave it attention and, you know. Yeah. Like you remember, like there, there's a saying and it's super cliche, but it's like, people will always remember the way that you made them feel, you know, like they'll forget what you do. They'll forget all this shit, but they're going to remember the way that, that you made them feel. And she's always going to remember the way that I made her feel. And I'm always going to remember how it made me feel, you know? So like, and that like just ties back into values, you know, like obviously like that made me feel like shit because I value my friendship with Marina and I value her opinion and I value her knowledge and I value all those things about her. So like the decision that I made in that instance, like wasn't aligning with my values. Therefore now I feel like shit because I'm not in line with my values. Like it all ties in together. And like, I love talking about it. Like I'll figure out a way to like have a conversation about like all this stuff with like people that I don't even know. Like I swear to God, I'm like, Oh, you want to talk about values? Let's talk about (laughs) So yeah, um, I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy sharing, you know, what brings me joy. I just my, like, I do feel like one of my purposes on this earth is to motivate people. And, you know, if, uh, my story can, you know, help somebody else out, then that's, uh, you know, just what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to leave this world a little bit better than it was when I came into it. And that's a great thing too. You you have a platform to do so. And that, you know, <laughs> that you just said that means a lot more than the people that are just all about the followers and don't give a shit about, you know, who's actually tuning in. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day too, um, I think that, you know, wins and losses, like it is what it is, but I I'm so grateful for like the relationships that I've built, like on the road, you know what I mean? Like the friendships that I've made. And like, that to me is way more important. Like before my last fight, this is something I was going to say earlier. Like if I didn't win my last fight, I would have gotten cut from the OC yeah. and funny because like, I knew that, but not one time in my entire, in in that whole camp or when I walked into the octagon, did I one time think about that? That was not even a thought. And like, that's why I'm saying like the result driven thing. Like if I had been result driven in that moment, like that would have been on my mind. And like, I would have been thinking if I, if I don't win this fight, I'm going to get cut and blah, blah, blah. And then the only thing that I wouldn't be thinking about was what was actually going on in front of me was, which was my fight. And like, that is like being engaged, you know, like I felt more engaged in my last fight than I've ever felt in any other fight. Like I literally could tell you like word for word, like I remember touching her shoulder and being like, Oh, Hey, like her shoulder's getting slippery. Like I need to lock this up Mm -hmm. this round. That's why I stayed on the ground. And like, going back over my fight when Mike was like, Hey, like tell me about the fight. He was like, did you realize you literally just told me every single detail of the fight? Like, and when he asked me about my fight with Diana, I didn't remember shit. Yep. Like I didn't remember. And like being engaged and like present in the moment is also another thing that I've been working on, not only in fighting, but like with Odin, you know, like I was always struggling so much because <clears throat> I felt like I I wasn't spending enough time with him or I wasn't spending enough time training or I wasn't doing this, but it was more so that I wasn't like 
it wasn't, it's the quality of the time. You know what I mean? So like if I'm spending time with Odin, but like I'm thinking about my next workout or I'm thinking about a million other things that I have to do, like I'm not like engaged and present in that moment with him. Therefore, like I'm not getting everything out of that. Like if I can have an hour of like full engagement with him, that means more than freaking six hours of me, like thinking about the grocery list, thinking about my next training session, thinking about all these other things. Like it's the quality and like just the engagement and yeah. So that just ties into every single area and aspect of your life. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that complete perspective shift, you know, it happened and it just trickled down into everything. Yeah, for sure. And it does, it does. Like I can, everything, like everything in my life, like there's patterns, like we all have patterns and it's not just in one specific part. It's, it's everywhere. Um, and you just have to, to notice them just being more self-aware, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. No, oh, Hey, you got me pumped up, but I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> no, no, I love this shit. I love this shit. I love talking about this shit because, uh, you know, we've all been, you know, well, no, we haven't. Some people never been through a dark place, you know, but you know, I've, I've experienced that been through a dark place, realized I had to disconnect from certain things, certain people change mindset. And then everything just falls into place after that. And then, you know, like things happen where it's, it's people think like you get to this point and then it's like, okay, cool. Like I got here now I'm good, but no, that's not, no. you know, there's like, I, I got to this point and then like so, uh, about a month ago, like I was drinking a lot, like not a lot, but you know, like me drinking two or three times a week, like that's a lot, yeah. you know, like getting into this funk and I just like, wasn't feeling good about myself. And then I like realized like, Hey, I'm not in line with my values right now. I'm not, you know, you know, being present in the moment when I'm spending time with my son, I'm not doing the things that I, I I'm not doing the things that I value, you know? And then, I, it, and that's fine. It's fine for that to happen. You just have to like realize it and then fix it, you know, then just like start going towards your values. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how simple it is, but how difficult we the make hardest, it. Yeah. The hardest shit is always the easiest. Right. I mean, um, it's always the sim- most simple thing, but like, I think the most, the, the, you know, saying you saying all this and me thinking about it, me going through s- similar shit is awareness is the most important thing. Once you're aware, you know, of what the issue is, you know, or what you want to do and those things, awareness, once that comes into play, then it makes all that shit a little bit easier. Yeah. And, and you can tell like now that <clears throat> I feel like, I am so much more self-aware, like you become more aware of other people too. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. you start realizing like who you're choosing to spend time with and who you're choosing to, you know, bring into your life and what they're actually contributing to your life or what they're taking away. You know, like it's funny because like Michael always says, he's like, people walk around like this, like they walk around with fucking like blinders on, you know? And like, once you like take the blinders off, it's you like see all this shit and you're like, God damn, like I've been living like long, like what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, but yeah, it's like the simple shit, man, that just, you know, we, we make difficult. Um, but yeah, so that's just, that's, you know, why I love sharing what I've learned and, you know, what I feel like has brought me joy with other people, because I think like if, if I can sprinkle a little joy on the people around me or everybody else, you know, the world's just going to be a better place. And that's, that's what it's about, man. Hell yeah. I love it. Well, look, I don't want to hold you up too much longer tonight. Um, any final thoughts, any plugs you want to throw out there? Um, no, I mean, I, I just, I appreciate your time and I'm very excited to uh, perform for you guys in a few months, but 
um, yeah, thank you. It, it was fun. It was fun chatting. Hell yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm glad we finally got to, you know, chat a little bit and um, I hope everyone enjoys this. Hannah Goldie, I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you. Have a good night. You too.